0: grumpy old geeks a weekly talk show hosted by brian schulmeister and jason de discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame welcome to grumpy old geeks i'm jason de and i'm brian schulmeister brian i've been having a little side project okay it's called the pivoteer ah guess guess what it's the about rocketeer no, about pivoting? <laughs> it's about pivoting. Yes. Ah, yeah. I, start, okay. I started one of those fancy Substack newsletters. Ooh. And uh, are I'm they gonna... paying you? No, not yet. I'm doing it free for okay. now. I'm doing All it free right. for now. Eventually, if I get good enough, then, you know, maybe I'll charge a ducat or two. But for now, I'm, there's only one newsletter out. I'm going to be publishing twice a week starting next week. Uh, new episode will be or no, new episode, new issue will be out on Thursday and uh it's i think it's pretty fun. I've I've pivoted careers a bunch of times and people always ask me about, you know, was it scary? How did you do it? blah blah blah. So, I wanted something fun to do in my in my side time, which is, you know, not very much. So, I started this up. So, uh check it out It's at the pivoteer.substack.com. Follow along. It's free and uh check it out. There you go. And I found this one that we had missed. Uh it's called What You Need to Know About Egg Freezing. The Hot New Perk at Google, Apple and Facebook. And uh I was like, say what? They're actually paying people to freeze their
1: eggs? Holy shit balls. Well, they're paying to let to have people freeze their own eggs. They're not they 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 don't own them. No, they don't own them. <laughs> Google no, and they, Apple and Facebook are not buying people's eggs. That would be fantastic if they did. That would be a story.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need new users quick.
1: Give us No, your uh, eggs. Uh, well, I mean go ahead and go on your thoughts on this cuz I definitely have my own.
0: See, my thoughts are I, – I, I'm I'm 50-50 on this. One is I think it is very uh, idiocracy-laden to make people work more and not have children because anytime I hear people putting off having children, I <laughs> obviously go to idiocracy. More on that later. Uh, but I, I – this is a weird perk. I think this is a very strange perk because you know what they're not doing? They're not asking for uh, – to freeze guys'
1: sperm samples just in case – That's because guys sperm samples will last because we can have kids until we're 70, Jason. That's why. Yeah, but but stress of no working buts. at these
0: companies. Yeah, no, definitely, but stress of working at these companies will reduce
1: your sperm count to the
0: point where you might not be able to have kids. So, as you come in the door, you should get, give some eggs, give some spooge, and go about your business. That should be table stakes. If they're going to do the eggs, they should do the spooge too. I'm just that's, saying, if you want to be fair. Absolutely,
1: that's absolutely ridiculous.
0: If you want to be fair, if you want to be fair, we're talking about equality nowadays. If, if everybody wants to be equal, I'm just saying.
1: That's just absolutely saying. ridiculous. I know, but you can you can just say absolutely ridiculous things you often do. That's my job. <laughs> That's my fucking job. <laughs> I know. No, I think this is a well uh, okay. It's not a great idea because this should actually be covered by health insurance, but mm-hmm. it is not. This is a great idea uh, uh because health insurance is not covering it, and it isn't just because people are working uh, and putting off kids to to work. There's been a uh, Unless you're from middle America and you're marrying your high school sweetheart and you're never planning to travel more than 150 miles from where you were born and you're having kids right away, there's been a massive societal shift in the age at which most people are having kids. We are pushing it back further and further. Adolescence is extending longer. Everything is extending longer. People are waiting longer to get married. People are waiting longer to have kids. What hasn't changed is female biology. So I think this is a great idea. I've known countless women that have done this, friends and things of that nature, that they're just not ready to have a kid yet. They're running out of time biologically to do so. They go and freeze their eggs, and it is fucking expensive. So yeah. great. But this should be covered by healthcare.
0: Okay. All right. But it's not. All right. So... Google does it. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> well, Facebook does it. Anyway, well, so and, it's,
1: it's, but it's nice to know that you can go in and you can uh, get your lunch at Google, and then you can go have some eggs extracted. Yep. After All you have perks. your free egg sandwich. Yep.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, we Kanye has been banned forever from more of the week, so I had to put. He this found here. a way to come in, though he did. He slid under this time because He's Kanye changed West his no name. More. He is now Ye. So. I think we should be grumpy old geeks. We'll change our name too, because <laughs> why not? Mm-hmm. The only thing that I that that really tickled me pink about this was um, I missed this one too. Uh, back mm-hmm. in 2019, he suggested that he might legally name change his name to Christian
1: Genius Billionaire Kanye West. I Christian Genius Billionaire Grumpy Old Geeks. There yeah. we go. New branding.
0: <laughs> oh God. Um, so yeah, now he's just ye. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I got nothing else with that. It was just like uh, what the fuck. Whatever. So and uh we did make fun of Tesla last week for their self-driving beta to mm-hmm. you know the civilians on the road and uh yeah, this isn't a good thing. Why are you doing this? Well, they released 10.3 and immediately had to roll it back because uh yeah, it did not go as planned because I don't know, Brian, is it beta software?
1: Yeah. Yes, uh, maybe? he he tweeted he tweeted, of course, uh, seeing some issues yes, with 10.3, so rolling back to 10.2 temporarily. Please note, this is to be expected with beta software. It is impossible to test all hardware configs and all conditions with internal Q&A, hence public data. You mean the beta software you push out to regular users, who then use it on the street with the rest of the general public, and then you base your own insurance company off of that beta software? <laughs> that beta software? We should expect there to be issues with you, colossal asshole.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, it's like I see a Tesla on the road now. I'm just like, get the fuck away from that thing. Who knows what the hell's going it's on? It's crazy.
1: They, 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 you you know, know what they need to do? They need, a, they need a Knight Rider style thing in the front of the car that goes, and it just shows yeah. what version of the software they're running. Yeah, seriously. It we need to, to be able to know from the outside what version of the software you're running in there.
0: And I want their driver score. Prominently displayed on the side, because right now you have to have a 100 to, to be able to get this. And the funny part is, here's the, the law of unintended consequences at, at work. Uh, their 10.3 software actually dinged down the the driver's score because it worked so poorly. So the Which people- meant
1: your insurance went up if you bought yeah. into that bullshit. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's like, oh, God, okay. Stop it. Stop it. Seriously, stop it.
1: Just... <laughs> yeah don't push at least i at software. least the
0: um it's was it the NT, not the n t s b the NHTSQRMFLMNOP QRMF is saying hey uh they're they're going after elon saying hey you need to only release this beta software where it is actually going to be safest like you know where people who drive on large two lane highways and not put it in some podunk rural area where we know that your car doesn't work well with its self driving software mm-hmm and uh, will they take that under advisement? Probably. Will they actually implement it? Probably not. Because, Probably you know, not. they want to collect as many data points as possible.
1: Yep. Awesome. And uh, Barrett sent this in, so we'll stick with the car thing here. Lyft, just as scummy as Uber. No surprises here. And this is a report that has come out that has revealed more than 4,000 sexual assaults, 10 fatal physical assaults during a three-year span of 2017 to 2019. Yay.
0: It took them that long to get us data from 2017 to 2019? Well, Hmm. Lyft's
1: disclosure comes nearly two years after the company initially (laughs) pledged to release the data. I wonder how many times they tried to massage it and figure out there's got to be a way we can bury this. There's (laughs) got to be a way we can use statistics. And they had a room full of mathematicians who finally threw their hands up in the air and said, fuck it. This is bad. We assault people. (laughs) and Oh, (laughs) and we don't report it. By the way, we we wait and let people that were involved, the individuals involved, will report it to the police. We don't do it. You know what happens if you try to rape somebody in Disneyland? Disneyland fucking reports it. That's what it happens.
0: Yeah. Mickey just holds you down physically and says, we're calling the cops.
1: Unbelievable what these companies get away with.
0: I'm wondering if, like, the data scientists implemented surge pricing and Lyft couldn't afford it, so it took them longer to get there. <laughs> they had to Maybe. wait for the surge pricing
1: to go down before they could get their data back. All the Lyft executives are sitting in their offices looking at the app. Hmm, data scientists are almost here. Oh, nope, nope, nope. no, they're 30 (laughs) minutes away. Oh, no, no, they're almost here. Nope, another year, another year away. In the news. Blue Origin, or commonly known as Jeff Bezos' penis rocket, is moving beyond penis rockets. Now they're going to have a vagina space station in space.
0: Ah, huh, so you have to have somewhere to dock that Venus.
1: Yes. So they've announced that they will uh, create what they're calling Orbital Reef, which promises to be something of an industrial and commercial hub and is meant to start operating in the second half of this decade. Yes, the company that has barely left the atmosphere will have a space station in about five years. Think big, Brian. You got to think big. Yeah. So they made a bunch of partnerships here. Uh, Boeing, Red Wire Space, Genesis Engineering Solutions, and Arizona State University, well known for space. Arizona State <laughs> University. Yes. And uh, the, as far as I can tell, they're going to have a McDonald's and uh, they're just going to rent out office. It's an office park in space. That's what they're going to do. So you'll be able to rent things.
0: Great so you can fly to space on the Amazon rocket and yep. and and come back to earth using uh Facebook's metaverse which we'll talk about. <laughs> you can fly up and put your VR headset on so you can come back to earth.
1: Yeah. And yeah. uh, Andy sent this in. Let's, we'll start on our Facebook stuff now. This is the Facebook block. <laughs> Here so we if go. You're sick of it. Skip <laughs> ahead. Uh, Andy wrote in Facebook punished, still a milk money fine. And this is from the BBC. Facebook fined a record fifty million pounds by the UK competition watchdog. This is all about their purchase of uh, Giphy, their acquisition because uh, you know competing sites use Giphy. So did they buy it just so? Nobody else could use it. And uh, they were looking into this, and Facebook has not provided any information, ignored many warnings, and committed a major breach of the uh, whatever rules that they have while they're doing the investigation. So they fined them 50 million pounds, which is pretty high compared to, you know, what normally you'd get fined for this sort of thing. But to answer Andy's question, is it still a milk money fine? uh, I might have had a little bit of wine. So I, uh, let's do. I wrote this uh, after having a couple drinks. Let's do some fuzzy <laughs> math, since I can't be bothered to convert pounds to dollars or to be scientifically exact. I had about five minutes to get my kid to bed. Had my glass of wine. According to MacroTrends, Facebook's net worth as of October nineteenth, twenty twenty-one, is nine hundred and fifty-eight point five eight billion. Let's go ahead and round that down. Nine hundred and fifty-eight billion. Divide by fifty million, giving us one thousand nineteen thousand one hundred and sixty. So one. 19160th of, fa- of Facebook's net worth was the fine. According to NerdWallet, the most recent report, released in September 2020 with data collected in 2019, the overall mean or average net worth of US households is $748,800. So what's 1, one what's one what's one? 19,160th of $748,000? 39 bucks. Facebook had to pay up the equivalent of $39. For the USDA, as of September 2021, U.S. simple average prices are $3.68 per gallon for conventional whole milk, three sixty-five for conventional reduced fat 2%, or $4.12 per half-gallon organic whole milk, and $4.12 per half-gallon organic reduced fat 2% milk. So roughly, eh, approximately 10 gallons of milk. That's their fine. It was a milk money fine. <laughs> yep, exactly.
0: <laughs> Brian, that is the most impressive thing you've done in eight and a half years on this show. I did my research. I am proud of you. <laughs> I am very proud of you. That is Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much. That is some excellent journalism. <laughs> so, Andy, yes, it is a milk money fine. Now, Brian, I want you to convert that to coffee creamer fine.
1: Ah, oh, fuck you. I'm tired. <laughs> it's the most math I've done since fucking high school.
0: Oh, God. <laughs>
1: All right, so in additional Facebook news, the Facebook papers, as they're being called, a vast trove of documents supplied by the whistleblower Francis Haugen to a consortium of news organizations has been released to the general pop, and people have lost their minds over this and predicted the fall and demise of Facebook, and oh boy, this is so horrible, <laughs> and pretending that like we didn't already know all this sort of stuff. Um, remember the Panama Papers? Remember how that was going to change stuff? Oh, Facebook yeah. Papers is going to do just about as much. So uh, all the different uh, outlets have kind of focused on different things. New York Times is reporting that Facebook's internal research was well aware that like and share functions uh, have accelerated the spread of hate speech. They have a document entitled, What is Collateral Damage? And it says that Facebook's failure to remedy these issues will see the company actively, if not necessarily consciously, I would argue, yes, consciously, promoting these types of activities. Uh, Facebook, of course, has said that these statements are based on incorrect premises, and it would be illogical for the company to try and actively harm its users, except for when it actually makes them money and keeps them engaged. Right? Yeah. Right. Sorry. We all know nicotine,
0: that nicotine uh, cigarettes actually actively harm their users, but that didn't stop William Morris.
1: Yep, And uh, Bloomberg focused on the collapse in Facebook's engagement metrics, basically pointing out that they're shedding young users left, right and center, but people are creating multiple accounts. So advertising metrics are completely bullshit that are being sent to everybody and Facebook says they're doing their best, basically. Oh, and God, it says, so we <laughs> notified advertisers of the risk that purchases will reach duplicate accounts in its help center. And I don't know if you've ever tried to use the help center in Facebook. That is a colossal <laughs> shithole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Facebook papers are out. And oh, boy. Yeah. Facebook sucks. Shocked. Here's
0: here's the thing. I, I'm starting to think Frances Haugen, because she's on a European tour now. I think she's touring with the Stones across Europe, uh, you mm-hmm. know, waving the anti-Facebook flag. I'm starting to think she's a Facebook plant because – this is a like. This is what happened with Donald Trump here in the United States. It's terrible. It's terrible. Donald's horrible. Donald's horrible. Don't vote for him. Don't vote for him. Ah, fuck. We got four years of the asshole. So now you're skipping ahead to there. my
1: end bit here.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. It's okay. Okay. I I, I didn't see the end bit. <laughs> ah. I have to scroll. Well, well, Brad, why don't you do, why don't you just get us to that?
1: Should I just get to it and then you Let's can circle just back and it. do the other shitty Facebook story? <laughs> yeah, now, we can do or that. Just to hell with them. Okay, yeah, skip to the end. <laughs> all right. So my my thought here is it's all starting to feel like John Oliver's bit. We got him this time. Remember that about yep. Trump throughout his whole presidency. Every time something illegal or horrific was unearthed, documented, and bathed in plain daylight, and yet nothing happened. We never got him this time, and we're not going to get him this time. You can scream, we got Facebook this time all you want. Nothing's going to happen. Facebook stock took a brief hit, but it's back up a percentage point as of yesterday, and it's still up 22% for the entire year to date. And one can argue that Facebook has had shitty publicity and horrible things have come out about Facebook all fucking year. Yeah. Up
0: 22%. Exactly. You know, that's the thing about it. It's like, that's what I said. Francis Haugen is probably a plant from Facebook because they read the playbook from Trump and she probably got stock options to go out there and bang the drum and said Facebook's terrible. Get them in the news. If they're in the news, people are going to want to buy cuz they think it's going to go down or whatever. They I don't know. It's it's a mess. It is
1: a total mess. By the way, it's all all the dirty laundry is being aired now too. Like there probably aren't any more terrible secrets to hide. There there can't be much worse than what we're hearing. So Okay. Stock price goes up. People eventually forget about this. Facebook has, has ditched all their bad stories. It's gone now. Done. Yeah. We know they're guilty of genocide.
0: So uh, how, how much worse can you get? Okay. We know got this, this is how bad society has yeah. gotten
1: right now. Oh, this company's guilty of genocide. Good time to buy the stock.
0: Exactly. Okay, we've got human trafficking. uh, That's two and a half points up. We've got uh, teen suicide. uh, We'll give him a half a point on that one. And uh, yeah, it just keeps going up and up and up. And, you know, these other stories don't even matter anymore. Facebook agrees to pay French publishers for news reuse, which is part of a billion-dollar pot that they already had to pay out anyway because the EU said that they had to, you know, spend money on journalism. Go figure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Facebook's oversight board is is bitching and moaning, saying, oh, well, we can't do our job because Facebook's holding back data. You think that they were going to give you everything? No, take your checks, shut up, and do whatever you're going to do. You are a useless body that has no... No bearing whatsoever on how Facebook is no, going to conduct it, their it business. Was
1: the, it, it was the initial mea culpa they threw out. They, they, Facebook was hoping, oh look, we have an we have an oversight board now. Leave us alone. Didn't yeah, work. I wish I was on that oversight board because me too. Paid I'd be collecting that check. Yeah, Just
0: I think getting, they get what like two hundred and seventy five grand a year each. Fuck yeah, I'll be on that. amazing. chess, amazing. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, Snap went down this week pretty heavily. They went down by twenty five percent because of the Apple privacy changes. So of course, mm-hmm. I immediately bought two shares of Snap, <laughs> hoping that you will go back up. Snapped up some Snap. Yep, <laughs> I snapped up some Snap. I had a I had a few bucks sitting around in my in my E Trade account, so I'm like, oh, bye. <laughs> so uh, it hasn't gone back up yet, but uh, that's just a throw in the in the in the bucket and see what happens. Yeah, and. uh And then we come back to Trump. Uh, Trump to launch his own social media platform, calling it Truth Social. And so many things have happened with this over the past Uh, week.
1: I have to be honest about it. The way I found out that he even was going to launch True Social was I found out that it had gotten hacked before it even launched.
0: It got hacked before it even launched. It's using code from Mastodon that it, they're getting. It's dinged just a Mastodon, Mastodon have, clone. yep. it's a Mastodon clone, and they try. They physically try, not physically, but yeah, I guess physically, they typed it. Uh, tried to hide all of the instances for Mastodon inside the source code because they broke the terms of service for open source software with uh, Mastodon, saying that yeah, you're supposed to you know pay your code forward. They tried to hide it, which never by the works way, in open source. Sorry. <laughs> by the
1: way, I, I don't remember who did it, and I'm so sorry about this, but somebody made the best fucking joke on our Discord server, and I don't think it got the love it should have gotten. And I, again, I apologize. I don't remember your name, but big shout out to whoever said, I guess he, they don't really own the libs this time. As in libraries, <laughs> oh, very was, fucking
0: I, funny. Very I was fucking crying. funny. Yeah. Oh god, that was so funny. Well played. Well played. Well sorry, played. Sorry yeah. we didn't put a hat tip in here for you. We'll catch you on the flip side. But that was funny as shit. Oh god. Yeah. So is what it is. Yep. And his back is up like a gazillion dollars because, of course. See, that's the funny thing. I think a lot of this stuff that uh, is coming out about. Uh, like this next story where Twitter own our own research shows that it's a megaphone for the right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the right has been ah, they're they're against us, they're against us, they're against us. If you blah, if blah, you blah, shout blah.
1: it enough and you shout it loud enough, people believe it. That's all, what it comes down to.
0: So, you know, everybody's saying that Facebook used uh, or Facebook was used in the January 6th attack on the Capitol and uh, you know, it's a terrible thing. Most people think that the people on the right are thinking, "Hey, that's actually a good thing. Let's get back on Facebook because it obviously worked. So let's mm-hmm. just come on in, start those groups up. It's a fucked up world, man. Especially is. now that we work as public too. Yeah. Yeah. They used yeah. a SPAC to get, get public. I, 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 I had an investment in the SPAC that they were going to use and I dumped it because I didn't know if it was going to actually come to fruition or not. And, um, turns out they used a different one than I had, uh, money in, but I made like 12 bucks on it. So I guess I won. Thanks, WeWork.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's been it's been really funny listening to Scott Galloway talk about uh, WeWork because he's kind of bullish on it. He sees the need for a company like that. He likes the new CEO a lot, you know. But then he'll turn around and go, but they're still losing money left, right, and center. It's still a horrible investment. Maybe someday it'll be a good one. And you know, Adam Newman has basically committed the crime of the century. Like he has walked totally. away from a company that did nothing but lose gazillions of dollars. And he's walked away with well over a billion dollars from them for doing nothing except running a company into the ground. He's yeah.
0: an inspiration to millennials everywhere. Come on. You won't believe what happened this week. <laughs> so the funny thing is about Scott Galloway, I'm like – you know, I still have a love-hate relationship with the guy. Mm-hmm. And he's always talking about how sexy he is and all this shit on on Pivot. And uh, un- unfortunately, today, he shed on Dune. He didn't like the Dune movie. Neither did Kara, but I don't care what Kara thinks anyway.
1: She didn't say it was interesting? No, she hated it. Because all she ever does is it. say things are interesting.
0: She actually, This is the one thing she had a fucking opinion on, believe it or not. She I doesn't mean, have a, an opinion on anything else, but she had an opinion on Dune. Uh, I saw Scott Galloway uh, on a clip with Anderson Cooper. And, mm-hmm. you know, the words were good, but man, he looked like hammered shit. I'm like, okay, He likes his tequila.
1: Might want to spruce
0: up a little bit for, you know, the coop. Maybe smile once or twice, but wow. Uh, He
1: he inked his deal with CNN. He doesn't care anymore.
0: This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. Today, I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. Now, on this show, we talk a lot about how much of our personal info is out there. We're talking about home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. And if you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're not alone. That's why I want to tell you about Delete Me. It's a game changer for protecting your personal information. As someone who's been through the ringer with spam calls and phishing attempts, finding Delete Me felt like a breath of fresh air. Could your potential views expose you to cybercrimes, identity theft, or even violence in this election year? the amount of personal data available online has tripled from 2019 to 2023. Angry individuals motivated by their political beliefs can now easily access personal details from data brokers for 98% of U.S. citizens, putting you at risk of harassment and identity theft. Fortunately, you can safeguard your data with Delete.me. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeletemecom slash GOG and enter code GOG at checkout. One more time, that's J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash GOG with code GOG at checkout. This episode is sponsored by Mood. 420 celebrations come in all shapes and sizes, just like the many ways to enjoy your THC. Mood offers just the right buzz with their federally legal flower, gummies, vapes, and more, helping you find the perfect high. Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA flower, is a game changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. What's even better is that all Mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. I tried several of their products from the uplifting energized to the mellow chill, and I must say, each provided a unique enjoyable high— My favorite? Definitely the creative strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and got me through my daily projects with ease. Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flower and convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy moods offerings. Celebrate 420 exactly how you want to with mood. Get 20% off your first order plus a free THCA pre-roll at hellomood.com with promo code GOG. That's hellomood.com. Code GOG. Are you hungry? I am. Which means it's a perfect time to talk about Factor. Why not make your spring a breeze with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals? Picture this. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, crafted by top chefs, and has the dietitian's thumbs up. Plus, they're ready to roll in just two minutes. You've got 35 mouthwatering options to choose from each week. Whether you're into calorie smart, keto, ramping up your protein, or keeping it green with vegan and veggie, factors got you covered. And there's more. Each week brings over 60 extras, including breakfast, grab-and-go lunches, snacks, and drinks to keep your energy up and your taste buds happy all day. So, what's the holdup? Dive in today and give your spring the tasty kickstart it deserves. As someone who's lived off microwave meals for most of his life, I can confidently say that Factors' chef-crafted dishes blow anything else I've had out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors are absolutely delicious. I'm talking about meals like their artichoke and spinach chicken and the spicy poblano beef bowl out of this world. Are you craving a touch of gourmet? Well, check out the meals featuring luxury ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. It's fancy dining without the fuss. And speaking of no fuss, the meals are a total breeze. Forget about prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Just heat up your meal and enjoy the deliciousness. Plus, everything's tailored to fit your life. Customize your weekly meal plan to get exactly what you need, whenever you need it. Need to pause or shift your deliveries? No problem. It's all designed to work around your schedule. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. And Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Everyone needs a world-class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to ten devices at the same time. Go to gog.show/vpn and sign up today for a limited time only. You can get our favorite VPN for just two dollars and sixty nine cents a month when you sign up for two years. Gog.show/vpn. That's gog.show/vpn. Media Candy. Brian Invasion dropped on Apple TV Plus. Did you get a chance to watch it? Nope. Don't. Okay, <laughs> just, I wasn't going to.
1: I, just even from the even from the key art, I was like, nah. The one thing that did not
0: invade in this show were screenwriters. It's fucking terrible.
1: It is so okay. slow. The
0: characters are one thousand percent unlikable. I, I did two episodes and like five minutes into the third because they they did the three and you know release drop. Yeah, man, it's bad. There's no likable characters in here. Uh, it's just like, ugh. And I, I, I think Gabriel uh, Pagan posted a, a review on Variety or Vanity, one of the two, on our Discord channel. And I read it, and I'm like, the review was almost as boring as the show. But they agreed with me that it was a terrible show. <laughs> it's a, it is so not worth a watch. I thought I was going to see Ron D Moore's name pop up at the end. Thanks to you, I started watching Star Trek Lower Deck season two. Right. It's fucking funny. I told you it got a lot better. They they saved that show. They really, they really saved did. that
1: show. You know how why they saved how they saved the show? They saved the show by completely leaning in and saying "fuck it." We only care about people that are super Star Trek fans. We're not yep. going to try to make something that's kind of funny but open to everybody. They went deep. Yes, yes. And uh, episode two,
0: I was uh, they got a new uh, new guy. Down in the lower decks or whatever. And uh, the black dude, the big buff black dude. And I couldn't place his voice. So I started to do a search to find his voice. It's not not who I thought it was going to be. But then I came across this uh, article on denofgeek.com where uh, Lower Deck Season 2, Episode 2, Easter Eggs and References. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. These guys went deep. They went so deep. It is ridiculous. I caught yep. a lot of references in it, but I'm not even cl- like, I got maybe 5% and I thought <laughs> I was doing good. It yep. is so worth checking out. If you're watching Lower Decks, uh, check the link in the show notes for this article, because it is like, they put so much stuff in here, but yeah, they and totally went like to the Star Trek nerd.
1: Like that's why I love it. You've got a lot to look forward to Jason. Cause I felt it just got better as the season went along.
0: Yeah. I'm, I, I finished episode five last night. And uh, I, I'm just loving it. But I swear to God, the Riker bit on the – was it the Triton? Yeah. Where they're I mean, I was in tears. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. I'm just like, yeah. that is the the Rikerest Riker I've ever Rikered. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> yeah, so it was good. I, I'm really happy that that, that show was, was saved.
1: Yep, it was. Um, skip season one, though. Just going to yeah. tell you. Season, season one's one. not so good. Season two, yeah. great. Uh, I am caught up with Foundation. Um, I, I will stand by. It's a pretty decent sci-fi show. It certainly looks great, and it certainly sounds great. Uh, oh boy, it is fucking not even close to Foundation anymore, though. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. off the rails. Uh, you know, fist fights, battles—none of this stuff had happened. Fucking... At Foundation. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it must have because people kept on being there so but uh, <laughs> yes. it, it, it wasn't written about and it wasn't in the story so yeah it, it's it's off the rails it is what it is and i i'm enjoying it for what it is i'm definitely gonna finish out the first season but i don't know if i'll come back we'll see i don't know it's yeah, just see how they end just, it change I, the name
0: <laughs> yeah i uh i i didn't watch this week's episode because i was busy watching that shitty invasion show so i've got uh, i got some in the queue to check out Yep. but uh yeah it's okay for, i mean yep. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stop i'll watch it
1: yeah, and uh, a sci-fi show I reviewed the first time it came out in season one, which was not that good, Another Life, uh, which, you know, Katie Sackhoff's uh, Netflix, let's throw oh, her in a yeah. spacesuit thing. Yeah. yeah, the first season wasn't that great. Uh, the second season has dropped, and stunt casting might suck me into this one because... They've definitely done some stunt casting. They know their audience, or their potential audience. Uh, Katie is reunited with Battlestar Galactica alumni Rika Sharma and Kate Vernon, who are two of the final five Cylons. They are uh, pivotal characters, apparently, in season um, another life season two, so we'll see. Okay, I couldn't believe that that thing got picked up for another
0: season. Me either. It was so bad. <laughs> that first season was really terrible, so... Oh, man. Speaking of terrible, the uh, ID10T podcast with Chris Hardwick, formerly the Nerdist Mm -hmm. podcast, this Mm. guy, I mean, he married Patty Hearst's daughter, Lydia Hearst. He lives in a different world than the rest of us. I mean, beyond reality, you know? Right. They go hang out. His friends go hang out at the Hearst Castle, which you know you can't even. You're not even allowed to take pictures at. And he's posting Instagram of them, like you know, swimming in the pool and stuff like that. And that was a couple years ago, and it's just gotten worse. Danny Elfman was on this latest one, and hearing them talk about their like super ding dong art collections and you know uh, prop collections and things like that is just like. Yeah, guys, save that for when you're smoking cigars in your gold plated rooms <laughs> where the the plebs aren't around.
1: What are they trying to do? Like the, the nerd's version of the Kardashians? Pretty not even, man. This is it's it,
0: it it's it's really hard to listen to. And I, I even remember Burt Kreischer went on his show once and he was saying that uh that he was just not grounded in reality. He's just like, why? Are you, you know, you have kids. Why do you keep going on tour? He's like, well, because I have to make money. He's like, yeah, but don't you want to spend more time with your kids? They're like, yeah, but I have to make money. And he's like, oh, you don't need to do. It. <laughs> he's like, completely, you know, disassociated with money because he has so much of it now. It's right. ridiculous, and so it, it dehumanizes the interviews for me. So I, I love Danny Elfman and I was really excited to hear this interview. And it's just like these little bits kept coming in where Chris is just so disassociated from how normal people are anymore. It's just not even worth listening, you know? Right. It's like, and, and I know he doesn't need the money. Oh, here's the other thing that really fucking pisses me off. They bought this beautiful Spanish house, this historic Spanish house made this like giant podcast studio. Uh, it's, it's got like a TARDIS for a door. You go in it is the worst sounding podcast studio I've ever heard in my life. It, it just sounds like shit. I'm like, you're going to spend that much money for a podcast studio, a legit podcast studio where you're supposed to be making good shows. And it sounds like you're in the fucking bat cave. Get a Jesus. I just want to smack him for that. I'm like, buy some fucking foam. <sighs> anyway, uh, my my love affair with Chris Hardwick is is now over.
1: Okay. Well, I also found a new podcast that doesn't sound that great, but you know they're punks and it makes sense, and they're probably doing it very cheaply. It's called Curious Creatures, and you'll understand why in a second. Curious Creatures is hosted by Lowell Tolhurst and Budgie. Lowell is the co-founder of The Cure, and Budgie was the drummer for Susie and the Banshees, The Slits, Big in Japan, and co-founder of The Creatures. Hence, the okay. curious creatures. Um, you know, these are these are formative bands of my youth things i was really interested in it's it's fun to listen to them talk about the time period um they're going to interview a lot of other musicians from that time period you know it's just it's it's there's nothing groundbreaking here that they're they're being very careful not to offend or piss off anybody because i know that there's bad blood between lowell and robert smith of the cure he was lowell was kicked out basically because he was a raging alcoholic and couldn't play his instruments. He's since, you know, sobered up and has a bit of a career for himself going. But, uh, you know, so you're not going to get a lot of, of gossip and bad blood or anything, which is the stories I'd really like to hear. But it's just great hearing them talk about the old times. So if you're a fan of that period of time in the music world and uh, we're into bands, alternative bands from the 80s, this is a good podcast for you to listen to. ups and Doodads.
0: Brian, the iPod is 20 years old. Can you believe it? Nope. I can't either. (laughs) I was going through my my photo library trying to find a picture of my first iPod, and I couldn't actually find one. But I remember buying it in downtown Chicago, taking it home and loading up with my thousand songs in my pocket. And uh,
1: that was the best. forever. I was about to say, so that means about 20 years ago was the last time I really enjoyed listening to music uh, on my phone or at least in a portable <laughs> device. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: I, that click wheel, man, that was the best. I even, I I had it for a long time and then it swelled so bad that I'm like, this is a fire hazard. I need to recycle this thing. <laughs> it was so bad. But uh, yeah, 20 years. Jesus. I was 30, 30 years old when I got the first iPad and I thought, I thought I was old then. Uh, I had so much to learn, but, and, uh, this week I, I did load my entire, uh, Apple music library onto my phone mm-hmm. and had like 160 gig. Fantastic. Didn't take that long. Uh, it's taking forever for Apple music to actually upload my, my library to the cloud, which it seems to work now. So I, I don't know what happened before, but now it is actually like 10,000 songs in uploading everything to Apple music. So cool. Who knows? Maybe the dreaded, you know, staring at the sea problem will finally go away because it seems to be working now. I don't know, but uh, the great part about it is, uh, once I uploaded my entire thing, I still had 800 gigabytes left on my phone. <laughs> like, how fucking crazy is that?
1: I remember buying a 10 megabyte hard drive, and it was expensive. Oh, yeah. We all do. Yes, we do.
0: <laughs> and I thought this one was really funny. I talked to, uh, it was Johannes on Twitter about this one, I believe. He was the first one that sent me this. Uh, the mm-hmm. AI Oracle of Delphi uses the problems of Reddit to offer dubious moral advice. <laughs> so this is an AI trained on questions from Reddit. <laughs> and... Uh, so I, I popped it up. It's, uh, the link is in the show notes for Ask Delphi. So, of course, I tried to trick it. So the first thing I put in was um, <laughs> sleep with my sister. Oh, and Delphi, <laughs> Delphi speculated that it's wrong. So I said, sleep with my sister if she's drunk. And it said, it's Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, sleep with, it might not know the difference between sex and sleep with. So I said, let's, 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 let's go down this uh, road a little more. I said, have sex with my sister. And it said, it's wrong. Then I went along with, have sex with my sister if she's drunk. It's okay. Thank you, Reddit. For, 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 uh, giving us the, uh, the new, uh, AI of the future.
1: Yes. Well, I'm speaking of questions. Should questionable just called decisions? it West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, YouTube has announced that it will begin demonetizing low-quality kids' videos next month. So, uh, yeah, I don't know exactly how they're defining low-quality. I was going to say, can you define low-quality? Is this low bitrate or is uh, They're saying channels that primarily target young people or market themselves as made for kids if the content they upload is of low-quality. By YouTube's definition, that can include overly commercial videos. Uh, So I wonder if that means all the unboxing videos are going to go away. Or at least be demon- Ooh, yeah. demonetized. And ones that encourage bad behaviors. Per the new guidelines, YouTube warns those videos may see limited or no ads. And they say that uh, violating its new content guidelines could lead to removal from the YouTube partner program. So good steps. Five years, ten years too late. Yeah. Yeah, demonetize is the word of the day. Well, you know... uh, it, that's going to work better than anything else it's better than playing whack-a-mole if you just uh, instead of trying to kick them off and having them come back you just have have that ai may say you can't make any money off these that'll take
0: care yeah, of it yeah cuz that's the only reason they upload it they're not doing exactly. it for fun shits and giggles exactly. security ha we are back again with Dave Bittner, the host of the Cyberware podcast, co host of the social engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, co host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy. And finally, he's the co host of Recorded Future, where he takes you inside the world of
2: cyber threat intelligence. Welcome, Dave. Hello. Good to be back. How's everybody doing? Quite excellent. All right. Yeah. Go so good.
0: So I didn't really have any Star Wars news, but I, I thought this was pretty fun. I listened to uh, KUSC down here in Southern California, mm-hmm. and it's a classical station, and mm. they they play a lot of Star Wars and Star Trek music on there. There was actually a bit where uh, Patrick Stewart was like Instagramming that he was listening to KUSC from his dressing room, and the uh, the next gen theme came on, and it was pretty funny because then I saw the Instagram the next morning. I listened to KUSC and they're like, this is for Patrick Stewart. Here you go. Thanks for listening.
2: (laughs) Celebrity requests. yeah.
0: (laughs) So I'm listening this morning. This woman, uh, she's like, my dad turned 62 today. Can you play him some Star Wars music? Because he loves Star Wars music. So they played the Empire theme from Rogue One. Hmm. And I was listening to that. I actually, this is one of those weird times where I sat in the car and I listened to the whole thing. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> I want to go watch Rogue One again.
2: It was really good. Yeah. I'm not sure I could hum the the Empire theme from Rogue One. Is it reminiscent of the Empire, the Imperial March? Yes, it is. It's very, it's uh, it it in the same vein. It sounds exactly, okay. like as soon as you hear it, you're like,
0: oh, that's Empire music, my friend. But it's yeah. obviously <laughs> a little different from John Williams, but uh, sure. it is uh, Empire-esque. The the, sim- yeah.
1: the single best use of the Empire theme comes in the Lego Star Wars series, uh, in which uh, Darth Vader or no, sorry, not Darth Vader, the Emperor holds a boombox over his head that is playing the theme.
0: Oh no! <laughs> Say anything style. It is amazing. Oh okay,
2: that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Rogue One. I think Rogue One is a solid Star Wars movie. It really is. It's re- it really is. Yeah.
0: So I got my uh, shipping notice. The MacBook Pro arrives today. So if I if if I go dead silent in the middle of this, either I've had a heart attack or I've had to run to the door to catch the UPS guy.
1: <laughs> I I, I, yeah. I think it's cute how many people are super excited about a computer again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't felt that way in years. <laughs> I know
2: I it's- haven't either. This is and I, this is the first computer that I think I, I've really felt excited about, probably in a couple of decades and i think it's great that it, there's that computers are fun in this way again that that it's not just a, an evolutionary march forward of oh intel's processors are 5% faster and one more core it's like no there's actual innovation here and um you know new things to think about and consider new ways to think about things like ram and uh, so i think it's pretty exciting and uh the ports they they pay off well yeah the ports (laughs) but but they are legitimately really really high performance machines I was looking
0: at the benchmarks yesterday and I was getting giddy I was definitely getting giddy and uh yeah you know you talk about innovation and in the processors and the chips and everything and it's a combination of the death of Johnny Ive and mm. the you know, that let's let's go back to the way things were because they worked. Let's get rid of that stupid touch bar and bring back function keys and let's, mm-hmm. you know, make it a little thicker, make it a little heavier and put some ports back in because everybody wanted them. And MagSafe, right. Yohoo. So right. you know, yeah. I'll give up make one. A thunderbolt a pro
2: machine, a pro machine. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll give up one Thunderbolt port for power and an HDMI cable because right there, that's two Thunderbolt ports that you would normally have to use, you know? Right. right. So yeah, it's, 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 you know, two steps backwards to go three steps forward. I love it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I, I suspect there's a lot of pent-up demand here uh, for these machines. So it's going to be interesting to see when you combine that with uh, ongoing supply chain issues, what the backorder time is if you custom order one of these. I don't Late know. December. I'm also
0: curious. <laughs> Late December. Late yeah. December right now, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm also curious to see what models the Apple stores are going to keep in stock what variety will they have? What are the yeah. standard configurations that you can just walk in and buy? Because that's a thing too. Like if somebody's MacBook Pro goes down and they need to replace it today, you know what what options are available there? Yeah, definitely.
0: I, although I don't think they're going to keep these things in stock. I really don't.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. this is just. I, I mean, know, look look at the back orders. <laughs> yeah, look at the back orders already. It's like as soon as you these would like a MacBook Pro, can I interest you in this iPad? Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's it's still
0: got an M1, Mm sort of.
1: So, yeah, I I did all
0: my backups last night. I actually uh, installed Monterey on my Air, my M1 Air, to see how it Mm. would work. Because the computer that I'm moving from is Big Sur. So I had to get all that backed up. Because, you know, time machine backups are the way to go to a new machine, always. Best way. Right. And um, so I got all that stuff rolling. And then so I did the Air to Monterey updated all my software. This is, I think, the first time where every single bit of audio software in my chain just works on a new Mac OS. Hmm. I mean, everything worked. I could not believe it. You know, all the Isotope plugins work. Obviously, Logic works like a champ. Um, Yeah. Ophonic is running in Rosetta, but good enough. So between all of those things, I can actually switch to Monterey and not have to freak out. It's amazing. I love yeah, it. Yeah,
2: I got sent. Um, I was helping a friend out uh, converting some video files uh, earlier in the week, and uh, they sent me some files that was a it was a strange format I wasn't really that familiar with. And I was like, Oh, what am I going to use to convert this? And I thought, Oh, Handbrake. Handbrake will take anything. Yep. So I loaded it into Handbrake and converted it. And I think it may have been the first time that I had something running that pegged all eight processors and just. <laughs> And took a hold of everything, and it was (laughs) – and again, I'm just running the the standard M1 Mac Mini here, Mm -hmm. but it was fast, just really fast how it tore through that. So, again, I continue to be impressed, and and these new machines are supposed to be even better, so – um I I have put in my request uh <laughs> for a replacement <laughs> laptop. Uh I doubt it'll happen until we start traveling again cuz honestly I I I rarely use my laptop but when I need it I need it. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it, Jason, cuz obviously your use case exactly mirrors ours and I'd love to know, you know, what what you think uh, for our editors sake. I'm sure yep. know, it's it's what they're going to have. So, really looking forward to you putting it through its paces. And I, I got to tell you if anybody's using
0: uh Isotope RX9 Pro or Advanced, sorry, RX9 Advanced, um upgrade from 8 if you had it, uh 9 is probably about 50% faster. And it sounds wow. better. And It was like a two hundred dollar upgrade from eight, so huh. I jumped on that immediately. Yeah, the new uh, version of Isotope RX nine is just awesome. So, all right, I'll pass that along as well. Yes, please do. All right, shall we get into? Oh no, we don't even have any security news. What you got for us, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: In a fit of frustration, I put something out in the world today, and I will. Uh, I'll leave a, a link to the Twitter. Post that i made why don't jason would you want to describe this for me um <laughs> from a real estate side i
0: think it's pretty funny this is the most clickbaity house for sale sign that i've ever seen it is uh, right. pretty awesome mind-blowing <laughs> attic secret the builder did what <laughs> with a great graphic right, of a, a, <laughs> yes
2: yeah there's a woman with a surprised face so basically it's every I, I, what i did was I, I i pondered what would happen if realtors started adopting the the tactics that youtubers use to for clickbait that it, mm, The yes. idea being that it's only a matter of time. Because this works and it works so well, it's only a matter of time before realtors hop on this bandwagon and we start seeing real estate signs like the one I posted.
0: Well, you know I live um, with a real estate broker, right, who has homes for sale? Yes, so I do yes. believe I may be having some
2: fun <laughs> pretty soon. Right, right. You go and go and in, uh, in her stash of signs, and just uh, re- insert one randomly. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, she would
0: totally be on board. Well, like you wouldn't believe what happened in this pool
2: last summer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, it would be interesting to run some tests and see how, if it actually works or not. Yeah, I, I, please but don't that, start this. Right. Well, that's the, the that's world the frustrating dumb enough. thing. It does work. Yes, it is the lowest common denominator. And so I'm including a link here. The thing that put me over the top on this was a YouTube video. What frustrates me most is when YouTubers who I like and respect and whose content I enjoy, when they do this as well. And specifically, I'm thinking of Rick Beato, who is too old for this shit. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. But he is following the YouTuber clickbait playbook. And I also think he's too successful for this shit. I think, you know, there comes a point when you've grown your channel, you've reached, you're at the pinnacle, you're one of the top people doing what you can do, knock it off. Uh, He has a a preview frame. Uh, it's, It's a picture of him with a very concerned face. And the, and it's titled Adele. I can't believe this. And it says mm-hmm. I can't believe Adele did this again. And so you look at this and you go, Oh my God, what did Adele do? What did she? What, oh, I don't believe. You know. So you get all of this. Uh, it, it triggers all those things in your head, like concern. They like, oh, go, no, what's wrong with Adele? No, you watch it. It's like, oh, I can't believe Adele made such a great song. This is awesome.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yes, I can believe you know, like, it because she kind of has yeah. a history of doing it every time she puts a you know herself in a studio. Right.
2: Right. So the, the preview has nothing to do with the content at all. All it's d- doing is there to trigger
1: your emotions, which it does successfully. But
2: boy, I hate this. I, I, I just... cannot
1: wait to, wait, uh, to write the uh, the uh, social media's update for uh, Security Ha this week. <laughs> i can't believe Bittner did it again <laughs> right 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 Other you won't believe what jason him. bought this time
0: right. <laughs> right oh they will yeah, that, yeah that's not that gonna
2: work actually
1: <laughs> yeah actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. one weird a, trick it's frustrating yeah uh so, so i saw anyway, this off my one, soapbox yeah, this, this is vaguely security-related, but I just, uh, the irony, I practically choked on. You, can, you won't believe what I choked on again. Uh, <laughs> Facebook sues programmer who allegedly scraped data for 178 million users. So according to the record, uh, Facebook has sued the Ukraine national, Alexander Solonchenko, for allegedly scraping data for more than 178 million users. He exploited Messenger's contact import feature by using an automated tool that mimicked Android devices. He then fed in millions of phone numbers and gathered data whenever the site returned info and then turned around and sold it on the black market so clever hack by the way yeah clever, clever hack. hack yeah clever yeah. hack and fa- <laughs> facebook tracked yeah. him down after he used his forum username and contact deals uh details for email and board jobs so they were able to find him and yes it was a clever hack what else was a clever hack maybe how <laughs> zuckerberg started fucking facebook Lest we forget that FaceMash, the precursor to Facebook, relied entirely on Zuckerberg scraping university servers for photos of students. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. If only the universities had sued him back then, we wouldn't be in this shithole. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
2: but Brian, but Brian, I'm sure back then the university servers didn't have the terms of, of agreement that prohibited that. So it was fair game. I mean, this guy from Ukraine is obviously violating Facebook's terms of services, and we can't have that. We can yes. never have that. God no. forbid somebody break a law with Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder I, – I don't know. I have seen this story. I haven't dug into the actual lawsuit itself. I wonder – what are they going after him for? How are they assigning any sort of monetary value to this? Or is this basically just a knock it off shot across the bow and Hey, all you other people trying to scrape our publicly facing data, stop Mm -hmm. it as well. Or do a
0: better job of hiding yourself after the fact.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're going to sell it on the dark web. (laughs) Come on. Anonymize bro. Yeah. Yeah. Get it in Bitcoin like
1: everybody else. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it has, I got to say, uh, it has not been a good week for Facebook, and I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. No, Yet the yeah. stock price
0: is up. Exactly. Nothing, no, nothing matters. Doesn't doesn't matter at all. But prepare yeah. for the metaverse. No thanks. <laughs> oh boy. No, thanks.
1: <laughs> all pass. right. What else we got? Uh, let's see. Well, I didn't put this in here, so I don't know why this is, uh, why we're pausing. I thought this was you, yeah. Jason.
0: Okay. Well, there we have it. Uh, this comes from Jerry.
1: <laughs> Hello from a fellow geek slash freaker in the SFV.
0: That would be San Fernando Valley for you non-locals. Ah, Please okay. rip this story to shreds. Love the show. Uh, this is actually a story we did rip to shreds, but our, our scathing <laughs> retort apparently had no effect on them moving forward into the world. Tech that millionaires...
1: Yeah. precisely what i was gonna say i did not put this story in here because i put this story in our notes about six weeks ago
0: yes yes mm. this was before they actually came to market because uh sam altman's Worldcoin wants to scan people's eyes to start up a whole ubi type of thing and uh yeah a lot of people have done it so far apparently hundred thousand people globally uh, I, which probably isn't hard because he put in globally. Anybody with a brain and a computer beforehand would probably be like, You want me to do what? But, you mm-hmm. know, depends on where you go in the world. And people are like, Hey, we're going to start giving you cryptocurrency. So they, A, ka-ching, they hear cryptocurrency. B, all you got to do is look, look in the glass, look in the glass. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for your soul. We're going to move on here. Here's a little card with your token. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love the idea of someone coming up with an actual soul extractor and grabbing grabbing people walking down the street and saying in exchange for some random cryptocurrency can we have your soul it's like that old episode of the simpsons with milhouse where he, well, he I, sold I, his soul
1: I'm not using it sure right yeah exactly
0: yeah yeah. I so got a couple links in here about ever. it but people are people are doing it so I do, why yeah uh yeah we already ripped it to shreds long long ago but uh turns out people are dumber than we thought brian mm. are they i know it's hard <laughs> it's hard to believe it really is are they not really i don't know i i'm pretty really. low expected i've got a low bar these days jason how many people are on facebook come on that's all we got to. That's all we have to I, try you, you won't there.
1: believe how low my bar is <laughs> <laughs> uh I threw this in because
0: it was just kind of, kind of like, yeah, we knew this was coming. Russia is censoring the internet with coercion and, wait for it, black boxes. So mm-hmm. Putin, mm-hmm. Has don't they decided also to have finally...
1: a uh, kill switch, Russia? Like they, they've, they, they, they basically got a switch where they shut off the entire outside internet, don't they? I, I, I'm the guessing, guessing it finally works now.
0: It was, it was just speculation before he was trying to build it, but I'm guessing it probably works now. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah um, people in the policy world sometimes refer to this as the splinter net. Yes. Of, yes. You know, what, what Rush Of course, China is most famous for it, but uh, Russia as well using it to control things. I, I think it's going to be interesting as we have um, more systems like uh, what's the um, uh, Elon Musk satellite internet service mm-hmm. uh, Starlink? So, yeah. Similarly to the way that people could get uh TV from outside of their nations by aiming an antenna at the sky. We're gonna we're gonna hit that with internet as well. So it could be a good a potential workaround for people. I suppose you'll have to hide the dish if people come if the police yeah. the secret police come around <laughs> looking for them. But um you know, there's there's always workarounds, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I'm wondering. I'm wondering the if there's a
2: them. way to open
0: source the dish so they can get it without having to have it mailed to them <laughs> because that's kind of a problem right now it's not really a small box that comes to starlink subscribers but it would be no. it'd be interesting yeah. if they would uh, you know have have something have a program available for people to go to uh radio shacksky in moscow and pick up the parts <laughs> to to build their own dish
2: <laughs> Right. Yeah, those dishes are pretty sophisticated. I, is my understanding, so okay. I don't think it's that easy. Uh, the problem yeah, with going it's to radio not, just be a healthy. Well, the problem no, with so going to radio Shatsky receive, is a uh, Radio oh, sorry,
1: <laughs> is they ask for all your address and you're screwed. Then you know. Yes. Oh, true. <laughs> they got to take the address, the email, the phone number, and then mm-hmm. you can finally buy the box.
0: Mm. Hmm. Well. We we it's do have true. a problem here. It's true. Well, we haven't solved the world's internet problems today, guys. I'm sorry.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Good it would try. be
0: it would be interesting if they they do come up with a way to get around it because there will be internet in the sky very soon. I mean, maybe uh, Project Loon can make a comeback since that since that has been mothballed. Maybe somebody can buy it for cheap. Hmm. But yeah, they're uh, they're basically just you know pulling a China. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and, and I think we're going to see more of this with as as authoritarianism is growing around the world. I think this is just the kind of thing we're going to see more of because it's an effective way to control your population. Uh, and uh, it's not that hard to do. Um, the, the people who really want to work around it will find ways to do it. But for your general citizenry, this is a good way to control the message. So yeah. why not? Stops the yeah. Arab Spring
1: from happening again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Borscht Spring uh, so I was – it's funny. I, I'd never realized how few people Russia actually has. There's only like 140 million people in Russia.
2: Yeah. It's like two – I can't remember. It's either two or three percent of the world's economy. Mm-hmm. Um they, they have outsized influence for their their size when it comes to economic engine and and population and all that kind of stuff. I guess that's what happens when comes you have – Comes with the nukes. The, yep, nukes. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, right. when you so have, we all, we all have, got it at the same time. It's like, ah, uh, nukes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you have the Soviet Union's former stockpile. Uh, when you talk, people listen. So. Yep. Ah. Speaking of talking and uh, people listening, Dave, I heard you on –
0: on caveat this week and uh, something you said really tickled my fancy. So I, I went and now that I have my Elgato stream deck set up as my soundboard, I, I, I had to make this soundbite that I'm going to use probably on every show. I'll send you some some money uh, when I do use it because I thought this was the greatest
1: soundbite Because we're legal ever. like that. <laughs> oh, we are. boy. There we oh, go. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Let me just uh, stop you here for a quick aside because I know we'll get letters
1: Which
0: is the most Dave thing ever.
2: (laughs) Yes, I love it. I love it.
0: (laughs) Yes. no, And and there is a longer version for when you do have to explain yourself.
2: I only go down this pathway and you can tell I'm a little frustrated to even have to do it because uh, lots of people are pedantic about it uh, in in the (laughs) computer world. And as I said, if I don't mention that, we'll get
1: letters. I love the exasperation. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, that is definitely... That is the that is me. That is the most me of me there could possibly be. That is oh, oh me.
0: No, there's a little bit. Dave, there's
2: a little bit more of you. Yeah, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Fuck both of you. Fuck both of you. Fuck you, Jason. And fuck you, Brian. Fuck you both. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you.
0: So okay, there's that a little bit more Dave to be had.
2: <laughs> that... That is the thing I suspect I'm, it will be around long after I am gone, after I have left this world, people will do Internet searches and they will find <laughs> that my great-great-grandchildren will say, oh, you know, Grandpa Dave was a podcaster. Let's go searching on the old Internet archive and find a clip of him. And that's what's going to come up for sure.
0: <laughs> well, if if you die first, I'm going to go to your grave and I'll put a little motion activated box on top of it. So anytime somebody mm-hmm. walks by, it will, you're, you're – you're, your ethereal voice will come out of the ground saying that.
1: Yeah, deal. A deal. I'm, I, I'm up, I actually I'm think, up for that. I think we need to put some of our better ideas from this segment uh, together here. I think we need to make stickers with uh with codes, QR codes on it that point exactly to the soundbite, <laughs> and just start putting them everywhere. Right. Every restaurant, the QR codes
2: at uh, yeah gas stations, all those places. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> oh man. So now, so, but see, here's the thing. I'm the one who's going to get the cease and desist letter. And? Yeah. I'll afford it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Not my problem. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where that could have come from, Your Honor. No, no. I think it's a deep
0: fake. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> to deep, my new out. To deep Dave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. (laughs) All (laughs) righty. Thanks very much. See you later.
0: Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we've got Robert. Welcome, Robert.
1: Yay. Yee. (laughs) Yee. And over at PayPal, we've we've got yee. No, Uh, John, Tom, (laughs) Joseph, Mark, Humphrey, Ruben, and Thomas. Thank you all so much. We appreciate it.
0: Thank you very much. Over at Stripe, we've got subs from Ashley G, Daryl W, Ross W, and Karen B. So thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on.
1: Thank you. We've actually got some iTunes uh, reviews and ratings this time as well. Drew Bellis gives us one star. Too liberal. Heard about this from Cyberwire. Tried it, but too much liberal snark. If you are liberal, you might really enjoy it, though. Guess we own those libs, unlike Truth Social. Yeah, we do own the li- Hey, you know what, though? That's the way to write a review.
0: It's not for it's me, fun. but if you're this way, you might like it. That's a, that's a nice review, even though he gave us one star. I don't who cares about the star number. That was a, that was actually a well thought out review. So thank you, Drew. Just saying. <laughs> Admiral Jeff H writes in with five stars. Always great and informative show. Y'all wanted to make sure it works. Well, here it is. Yep,
1: Admiral tested yep. it for us, and we'd still get reviews. <laughs> Sorry, I'm desperately trying to keep in my liberal snark. No, oh, here it comes. <laughs> okay. And we got a five-star rating from Bob, grumpy, informative, professional. Ha! I love this podcast. I find the balance of Jason and Brian to be reminiscent of my relationship with my own best friend, and it's comforting to know I'm not alone in my grumpiness. If I had a shot of whiskey for every time Jason says exactly, and Brian says, "Mm mm-hmm, I'd be dead and always. I love the show. I enjoy the insight and appreciation, and appreciate the quality in production. Thanks for many great years of listening. Sorry it took so long to write this review. Perhaps like self-driving cars, I moved the posts a few times.
0: It happens. thank you bob mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> until thank next you. time i'm jason de and i'm liberal snark Schulmeister. Mm. thanks for listening to grumpy old mm, thanks for <laughs> listening to grumpy old geeks exactly if you enjoy the show visit gog.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever you can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at gog.show 528. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to gog.show contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to gog.show review and toss us a liberal snarky review and preferably five stars. Stay liberal snarky. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Fuck both of you. Fuck both of you. Fuck you,
2: Jason. Fuck you, Brian. Fuck you both. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I don't like to curse. You know, I generally don't. It's something I generally don't want to do. Let me just say without reservation. Fuck you guys. Both of you. Fuck you guys.